Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Vince. And I'm Ashley. And we are the lead pastors of the Outlet Community Church. And wherever you are in the world, our heart is to add value to your life. That's right. Whether it's an encouraging word, whether it's a topic in the Bible, whether it's a life skill that you're looking to develop and hone in on, allow us to be an outlet for you. Yes, and our prayer is that wherever you are, whether you're right here in service or you're out in the world in the nation, listen, our prayer is that God meets you right where you are. We all have needs, we all have things, but our God is able and he's able to bless you and get you where you need to be. We have hundreds of hours of digital content that is available for you to consume yes. free of charge. Freely we receive, freely we want to give <laughs> it back to you. So make it a point to check out our page, check out our website at the yeah. Outlet Community. Dot com and you'll be able to find countless hours of videos, podcasts, and other material to help you grow in your walk with God. Hey, if you like some of the content, like, subscribe, share it, and we'd love that. <laughs> See your family and friends. So open up your heart and get ready to receive all that God has for you. Appreciate them. Appreciate you all being with us here on today. All right, let's get into it. John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17 and verse 26. We are continuing, I believe this is part five of Spiritology, the study on the Holy Spirit. And as we said, there are four areas that we are going to cover. We've already covered the kingdom collaboration between God and man. And this was God's plan from the very beginning. Uh, we began to talk about who is Holy Spirit and how we work together. We'll get more in detail with how the Holy Spirit works, his functions in the earth. We'll then progress to the Holy Spirit within or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is for the purpose of character. And then we'll conclude this series talking about the Holy Spirit upon for service to others. And in John chapter 14, verses 16, we'll start there. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Someone say and type in, who will never leave me. Who will never leave me. I'll say it like you mean it. Who will never leave me. Who will never leave me. Very important. He is the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him. Someone say, I know the Holy Spirit. I know the Holy Spirit. Because he lives with you now and will later be in you. Drop down to verse 26 in John chapter 14. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. Someone say, teach me everything. Someone say, teach me everything. <laughs> and will remind you of everything I have told you. 
The title of this part of Spiritology is simply The Real AI, or Authentic Intelligence. Let us pray on today. Heavenly Father, we're trusting in you to help us to deliver this word, help us to share your heart, your function, who you already are in the earth. We're asking that as we completely submit to your will and your desire today, let us only speak what you desire us to speak. Let us only share what is necessary from you. And we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you all in the last few months, weeks, years, or days have heard of the advancement of artificial intelligence, AI? That's right. It, AI is taking the world by storm. It's revolutionizing almost every sphere of life. Uh, There's some good that comes with artificial intelligence, but there's also some bad that comes with artificial intelligence as well. But for the purpose of today's message, we're going to look at some of the good that, that comes with the advancement with artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence has become so powerful that apps are created to be able to help you to form speeches. Uh, God forbid, help you to write papers. Write papers. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, no judgment for those out there. Artificial intelligence is uh, predicting what your next move may be. It, it influences marketing. It influences technology. It influences almost every sphere of life. And everywhere that you turn, apps and items that we're constantly using are looking for ways to integrate artificial intelligence into their operations so that they could become more efficient and stay ahead of the curve. But isn't that ironic that that type of powerful technology is called artificial intelligence. Holy Spirit is authentic intelligence who gave the wisdom to create artificial, artificial intelligence. Therefore, the power and the insight and the activity of the Holy Spirit is far greater than anything yep. that artificial intelligence can produce. And I would submit to you all today that we have not tapped into the fraction of authentic intelligence that is available for us to walk in each day. Amen. Just for school of thought, in the Garden of Eden, in the story of creation of man, God gave Adam a responsibility. Anybody remember the first responsibility that God gave Adam in the Garden of Eden? To name every single animal in the garden. Where did he have the intellect and the capacity to name something that had never existed before? Authentic intelligence, the working of Holy Spirit. That's just a fraction mm. of who God is in our life. And for so long, we have held yes. that intelligence and kept it at bay and have kept our walk with God at only a fraction of what it's actually able to do. But I don't know about y'all. If someone says that there is a way for me to fully maximize something that I already have, mm -hmm. I definitely want to know. Yes. 
So we're talking about authentic intelligence, and a lot of times the Holy Spirit is not presented this way. I think in church he's presented more spooky spiritual. But in this sense, when you truly realize his value to you as the believer, you know, when Jesus left the earth, he gave us a tall order as believers. He said, I want you to go into all the earth, make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. Well, Lord, how are we supposed to do all that? But, you know, the Lord never gives you a task without equipping you and empowering you. And he gave us his Holy Spirit to do all of this, to help disciple people, to help baptize people in his name, and to help teach them the spiritual truths, rightly dividing the word of truth. Right? So you think about the value of the Holy Spirit, not just in, you know, doing the work of the ministry, but also in your life. (laughs) Just walking this life. I think I, I, I want to say the Holy Spirit is a map. He's your might. He's your ability. And he is your power. He is your map for life. And how many of you know this life, sometimes it lifes. Sometimes things come. Sometimes we head on things that we don't even know how to, we're going to walk through. But with the Holy Spirit's power, we can do anything and everything. Amen. So it's accessing him this morning. So we're going to go over a few of the functions of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So the first one we're going to look at, we already seen it in John chapter 14 and verse 16, where Jesus said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Someone say, never leave me. Never leave you. Never leave you. This is by far one of the most significant factors of who Holy Spirit is in your life because there has been a level of teaching and there has been a level of of word that may have gone forth in various circles that if you do certain things wrong after receiving God, that his spirit will depart from you. And it will leave and it will go somewhere. And so if you're thinking that, did I make these mistakes and is God here with me right now? That will cause you to not have the faith necessary to access Holy Spirit within. And so the first function that we want to talk about when talking about the Holy Spirit is he is, number one, the promise of security. Mm -hmm. The promise of security. In our life, we're searching for where can I be safe? Where can I be secure? Where can I be validated? Where can I be affirmed? Well, the first promise of that comes from Holy Spirit. He is the only place in the entire universe that when he says something to you, he cannot go back on his word. People may disappoint you. Jobs may disappoint you. Life may disappoint you, but God will never let you down or change his word concerning you. In Hebrews 13, 5, in the Amplified, it says, Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed. Be financially ethical. Being content with what you have, for he, God, has said, come on, let's see it here. He says, I will never under any circumstance. What does never mean? Never. He says, under any circumstance, desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor will I forsake you or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. This is the promise from the Lord to be with you every single step of the way. But my question to you 
is why is it that we feel God is not with us? Because we have been lied to. And a lot of times in our Christianity, we want to make spiritual things feelings. And we got to be careful of that because I know in some circles, if they don't feel something, then they're, they're thinking, oh, the Holy Spirit's not here. His presence is not with me. But his presence is always with you whether you feel it or not. Amen. Amen. It talks about under any circumstance. That's under when I'm under the bridge somewhere, when I'm living in the penthouse, when I'm in the grass, when I'm in the, under any any and every, you could think of circumstances that you've been in, amen, and they weren't so great. But it says under any, I will never, not, not only will I not leave you, I won't even relax my hold. You know, you think about somebody said, well, okay, well, you know, the Lord got me, but he, he kind of got me. I'm on his pinky finger. No, 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 no. He says, you're in my palm and nothing can take you. I will never relax my hold on you. So when we're talking about the promise of security, it's not just security of salvation, because that's a big piece of this, right? A lot of Christians, we pray weekly because we think we're not secure in our salvation. And so we have these prayers of, oh Lord, if you will. Oh Lord, if you could. Oh, if you just little old me. And the Lord asked us to pray with boldness. Why does he ask us that? He says, because you're secure. That's right. That's why you can pray with boldness. Under any circumstance, you're secure. Amen. Amen. And so this is not only a security of salvation, but this is, I, I, I think I talked about this before, it's security in life, in your life. You know, we have these jobs, and you know, amen for the jobs. God blesses us with jobs, right? But here's the reality, y'all. I don't care how well your job is doing or your business, how much money you've made, how many employees you have, how many people you think like you, how much favor you think you got. Let me tell you, there is no job that is secure over the word of God. No job. Amen. Amen. I had a mentor, and she's actually here today, but Minister Joe Vivian a couple years ago, well, what was it, five years ago now, she said. Long, longer than that. How many years ago now? Lord, it's been some time. It's been some time. But I'll let you say five. But I still remember because it was so powerful. She told us, she said, you know, because we were thinking, oh, you know, our job, how are we going to get money? How are we going to do this? How are we going to pay bills? And she said, she looked over, she said, yeah, you know that your job was just an illusion of security. And I said, wait, what now? <laughs> but it's so true. And we don't always think about that when we work in a job because we got the money coming in. But let that job leave you. You find out just how secure you feel like you are. But if God is your source and he says, I'm with you, I've got you. If he is your source, then it doesn't matter what comes your way. He is your foundation. He is your security. Amen. Where you place your security is where you draw your identity. So if I put my security in how much I'm making or how established I am, when those things are shaken or taken away, then I question, who am I? But if my security is in the Holy Spirit, then whoever he says I am is what stands. And he and I are a majority. And we have to get to a point that if no one else in the world goes with you, I'm going to go with God. And that is the bottom line. 
So in John chapter 14 and verse 26, we'll look at another function of Holy Spirit. It says in, in John 14, 26, but when the Father sends the advocate, the word advocate, as we talked about uh, two weeks ago, is parakletos. Parakletos, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything. This is key. He will teach you everything. He will teach you everything. What's left after everything? So there is nothing that Holy Spirit is unwilling to teach you. He is authentic intelligence. And it says that not only will he teach you everything, because how many of us have learned some things, but also we forgot some things. <laughs> it says that he will remind you of everything that I have told you. So not only do you have access to everything that you need, but he'll also remind you in the moments that it may have slipped from your mind. I love the word, uh, I said advocate, parakletos, but the next word, representative, that was a unique word in the New Living Translation that translates into the Greek unima. The Greek word unima is used in the King James Version when you say in the name of Jesus, which means that representative or unima means that it's in Jesus' name and with his authority. And to refresh your mind two weeks ago, because I know you all remember what we talked about two weeks ago, but to refresh your mind two weeks ago with parakletos, that was the Greek word that was given to the Holy Spirit's function, role, person in the earth. It is hard to be translated into the English language because it was hard with natural words to quantify the effects of who Holy Spirit is. So parakletos simply means whatever you need God to be in the moment, that's who he's going to be. But Jesus didn't just say, I'm going to give you the parakletos. He said, I'm also going to give him the power to be what he needs you to be, when you need him to be, and how you need him to be that. And he said that in whatever situation you you find yourself in he is the subject matter expert in whatever you're facing so you say well I don't remember ever learning about this Holy Spirit brings it back to your mind because he is the mind of God he has the database from all eternity to help you through whatever you're facing it's like when Moses went to Pharaoh y'all remember that story when the children of Israel they were captured by the Egyptians and the Lord presented Moses and came to him and said, I need you to go set my people free. He said, well, who should I tell them sent me? And all he says to him was, I am. I am. It's the same concept. It's I don't necessarily have a word for you because I can be anything you need. If you need me to be a healer, I am. If you need me to be a provider, I am. Who sent you? I am. What do you need in your life? That's who he is. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit, the parakletos, the, the word is too vast to put into one category. So he says, almost a, I am. That's right. I am. That's who I am to you. I am. Whatever you need me to be. So that builds on Hebrews 13 where it says, I won't leave you without support because he's given us his spirit. So in every facet of your life, you are living with authentic intelligence to give you the answer that you need to make it through what you're facing. But the question is, how do we draw that type of information out? And so the second function that we are going to look at with the Holy Spirit is, first we said he is the promise of security. Someone say and type in the promise of security. 
The second point is he is the provider of divine insight. He is the provider of divine insight. Let me break this all the way down for everyone in the room here. The Holy Spirit will teach you to play chess when everyone else is playing checkers. He is strategic. He already knows the end from the beginning. He's already been in today and is giving you the cheat sheet as to what is going to happen. Now, mind you, this is a gift, too. We talk about, we haven't gotten to this, and I don't know if we, we will, the, yeah, the gifts of the, the Holy Spirit, but one of them is revelation knowledge and the revelation of wisdom as well. Oh, that's next. And so, yeah, oh, it is? It's like the next scripture. Oh, perfect. So I'm kind oh, okay. of going before. But there you go. I want to talk to some people who you have had a spiritual experience, and you're saying, the Lord has shown me things. I don't know what to quite do with this. <laughs> Like, I, I've heard some people tell me, like, I've, I have, the Lord has given me visions and shown me, you know, I, I write down things almost before they happen, and I don't know what to do. Or even, even, he's given you something about someone, and you're like, well, why did he share this with me? A lot of times, if the Lord is sharing something with you, even about the future, even about, and I want to just paraphrase that, if he has shown you some things about your future, please write those down, but begin to pray on that. And ask the Lord, okay, so you gave me this vision. What do you want me to do with this, Lord? Do you want me to, you know, are there certain things I need to be preparing myself for to walk in this? When it comes to people that you have, he told you something about, am I supposed to share this with that person? I'm I'm just supposed to pray for them and be an intercessor for them. You know, certain things that God gives you, just know that don't go blabbing about everything, right? But (laughs) But write it down. And ask the Lord, with this information, what should I do? And if you don't have a certain direction, don't move yet. Just continue to pray until you have a direction. I just wanted to share that. Right. That's, that's, no, that's really good. Okay. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to cut this message in half. Okay. And then finish the second half of this next that week. Because I want to sit right here on this. Yeah. Is that cool with you? That's cool with me. You going to be up here next week with me? I can. You can? We'll see. We'll see. I might be by myself. <laughs> But I want you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I don't want to rush this. Divine insight. This, at least for me, is one of the best gifts to know what's going to happen before it happens. Full transparency. I wish he would let me know the lotto numbers and the Powerball. But that's not in his word. And I'll talk more about that probably next week Mm -hmm. on God will not use his spirit to violate his word. So divine insight operates within parameters. God's wisdom will not help you sin better. No, no, no. (laughs) His wisdom helps you to live a more right, which honestly is the life that you want to live. Man, hallelujah. This, this is getting rich. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is getting a whole lot heavy. I had a cute little three points in a poem today, and this is getting a whole lot richer than I anticipated. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, let's take our time. Since I'm taking my time, let's back up. Let's back up instead of starting at verse 10. Glory to God. 
That's why you got your trusted Bible. This is why I got my trusted Bible up here. Because I'm going to back up today. In the name of Jesus. I, I, we, we, our heart is for you all to have a solid understanding yes. of who Holy Spirit yes. is. Without knowing Holy Spirit and how to operate, how to function, how to live, how to move with him, you're living well beneath your created potential. Absolutely. Well beneath. And it's going to cause you to put yourself into circumstances and situations and commitments that you otherwise would be in if you had divine wisdom. Mm-hmm. It tells you in the, in the word that my people, they perish for a lack of what? Knowledge. knowledge. So it's knowledge that's powerful. We need to know how to operate. And it talks about in Romans, if you are my sons and my daughters, then you know how to be led by my spirit. And so we're going to take our time a little bit on how practically sharing with you how to be led by the spirit so that in your life you are victorious in every single thing you face. Because that's important. I heard one preacher say, if you don't have the, you know, the presence and the, um, and the knowing of the Holy Spirit in your life, you're going to be charging hell with the water pistol. And you know, they ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit's power. So for the media team, I'm going to start at the beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. There's a lot of things that they have to do in order to get ready for those who are watching online and get it ready. So I'm going to start at the beginning of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1, and we are going to walk this all the way through as far as we can get through verse 16. We'll see where we get to. To God be the glory. All right. First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 1. And this is Paul speaking here. He says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would not forget everything except that I would forget everything, rather, except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. I want to sit right here. So people are always looking for the next, the latest and greatest revelation. I'm trying to, y'all, this is very simple. Get a revelation on what it means for Jesus to have lived, to have died, to have been risen again, to be seated at the right hand of the Father, and to have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of each and every person who has accepted Jesus. You spend the majority of your time studying that truth alone, you will unlock the keys to the Word of God. This is not hocus pocus, and a lot of times people try to use these nifty, cool revelations. If they don't get back to who Jesus is, who God the Father is, who God the Son is, and who God the Holy Spirit is, they are off. And this is how, in the last days, even the very elect drift and stray away because people have itching ears and they want to hear something new. They want to hear something catchy. They want to hear something fresh. In the pandemic, I tried a little bit of everything to uh, keep people tuning in. And after about six months, I realized I can only be me. We was tired and woe out, y'all. Tired and woe. That's how you know you're doing it in your own strength. You're tired and you woe out. Trying to be catchy, trying to be flashy. Y'all, the Bible is the Bible. And all that flashiness, I mean, even when it comes to church design. So in the late 2000, or not late 2000s, uh, the, the late, uh, from 2006 to about 2020, right before the pandemic, there was a big shift in how churches 
built and were laid out and sanctuaries were built and laid out. And so everyone abandoned the traditional look because they wanted more of the concert feel. They wanted more of the lights. They wanted more Camera, of the smoke. smoke. They wanted the cameras. And I'm not against any of that. I enjoy a good rock concert in church with the best of them. But what happened during the pandemic is everybody had a chance to sit down and ask, what on earth have we been doing? What have I learned? What have I gained? And now there is a shift to return back to a simplistic message, room, building, etc. That is now the trend thing to do. Trends come and go. But you got to be anchored on the word of God, period. All right, so let's keep on going. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Verse 6, yet when I am among mature believers. So what we're talking to you all about now is what you consider mature topics in a Christian setting. So you all, think about it, are now going to be learning about what it means to be spiritually mature. All right, I'm not used to this Bible. Where am I at? Verse six, all right, perfect. Oh, yet when I'm among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of the world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak is the mystery of God. His plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. Verse 8, but the rulers of this world have not understood it because if they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. Verse 9, and verse 9 is a scripture that is often quoted to get people arise and to get people shouting in churches. I don't know if you all have seen this scripture before where it says, I has not seen, huh? Ear has not heard, huh? No mind has imagined what God has prepared uh, for those who love him. So I want to get you ready right now uh, for what God has for you. Uh, no mind has seen it. No ear has known it. It hasn't entered. Uh, but God uh, is preparing it for you and you and you and you're gonna love me she said preach <laughs> i mean because this sounds amazing like this awesome plan that god has prepared i won't ever be able to comprehend it because it's so good here's the rule keep reading the Bible, because the Bible will interpret the Bible. So let's go to verse 10. It says, but. But it was to us that God, what? Revealed these things. What are these things? Go back to verse 9. God revealed to us what no eye has seen. God has revealed to us what no natural ear has heard. God has revealed to us what no mind has imagined. God has revealed to us what he has prepared for us because we love him because he first loves us. 
And so his spirit begins to reveal and to download divine secrets that otherwise you would not be able to get from some book. But God begins to speak to you and to tell you, this is the move that you're supposed to make. This is what you're supposed to do next because of his love for you. He will not keep you in the dark with the information that you need to make the next step. And I want to say that some of us, um, you know, we talk about hearing the voice of the Lord and him downloading stuff. And I know there may be some of you out there that goes, I don't think I've ever heard God download something inside of me. And I want to kind of combat that a little because a lot of what God sounds like is a still, small voice. Elijah 19, Elijah, King, first, is it first Kings 19 or second Kings? Where One of at? the Kings 19 where it talks about Elijah. That's first Kings. First Kings. Yeah. And he's talking to the Lord, and the Lord is, is saying, listen, it, it was like it was, something was coming by fire, something came by wind, and something came by water, and that the last thing it says, but a still, small voice was God's. Now, I want to preface this because when we think about hearing God, we think he sounds like... Um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Simba. You know, the... the <laughs> Simba. The, <laughs> The Lion King voice. We think God sounds like that, but he does not. In fact, he sounds a lot like you. Yep. He talks to you in your vernacular so that you can understand him. Again, he is the great I am. He talks to you how you understand. And so when he talks, a lot of times we go, well, I don't know if it's me, if it's the Lord, if it's the devil. Here's, here's what I will say to you. When you're getting in the word of God, you know, the more you start getting the Word of God and reading scriptures, and the more, because in scriptures, there will be something that illuminates to you. And what I what mean does it by mean that, to, yeah, thank yeah, you. What thank I mean you. by that is you'll read something, and you'll be like, whoa, like I never saw that like that before. Like I just, like you know how you read scripture, but then you read one scripture, and it's just like, it's popping out at you. It's like it's just, it's hitting your heart, and you're like, okay, this scripture is legit. When you, when you get that feeling, that, that um, not, even, not even a feeling, but when you start to have it's those a knowing, experiences. A knowing. A knowing with God yeah. and those experiences with God, you start to know his voice. It's oh. almost like your mama. Mm -hmm. Now, both of, our, both of our mamas are both here. Both our moms are here today. Yeah, we, can't, we can't talk too bad. No, I was playing. Yeah, can't. <laughs> gonna Normally we could talk trash about them because they're out of state, but they're sitting <laughs> they're right here sitting now, right here. so they, it's got to be nice. But it's a lot like your mom, and what I mean by that is you can be at a state fair. You can be amongst... In the mall. In the mall. You can be amongst hundreds of people. Have your mama call out your name. And you don't care who them... You say, my mama here. <laughs> I grew up in the last generation that we didn't talk back. <laughs> but it's true. You go... And you might not see her. But you hear her voice. You like, she here. <laughs> like, she... And nobody probably heard her but you, but yep. you know your mom's voice is what I'm saying. And it's a lot like that in Scripture. Once you get in Scripture, once you read the Scriptures, once you become familiar with um, how the Lord is talking to you while you're reading the Scriptures, you'll start having those experiences outside of that. And you'll be just outside walking and the Lord say, hey, pray for that lady. Yep. Well, you know that wasn't the devil, don't you? Yep. Somebody, you talking about some praying for somebody, you know that ain't the devil. If it's doing something good, you know that's not Satan. So a lot of times God sounds like doing something that you don't really want to do, but you know you need to do. Mm. The way you know it's God is he's asking you to do something that 
you, know you what wouldn't it is. choose on your own. That's how you know. Someone say, "Hi, I know if it's God, if it's me, or if it's the devil." First, I want you to write this down because we're going to give. Uh, we want to. We're going to put a bow on this, and we've got actually so much more to talk about. Hebrews four and twelve. Hebrews four and twelve. How do I know if it's God, it's me, the devil? How do I know? Hebrews four twelve. It says, "For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper." Then the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between the soul and the spirit. It cuts between, how do I know if this is me? Or how do I know if this is God? Or how do I know if it's the devil? Well, first of all, if it's something that's going to do harm or make you feel good initially, more times than not, that, that is, that, that is mm -mm. when it's something that you feel like that's tough to do, but in your heart, you know it's the right thing to do. More times than not, that is the leading of the Holy Ghost. I want to end with Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, and I want to end with this, and we'll close out today. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for, for leading, and he really has, has shaped today's message. And Dave, I want to shout you out. Thank you. We were down here, and we were sensing something, and I was like, huh? I was like, I, the Lord wants to do something. And you went into thank you, Lord. And I said, that's it. <laughs> thank you, Dave. So you were being led by the Spirit. You know, a lot of times, even when the, the Spirit talks and the Holy Spirit talks, he's a person. If it's in a service like this, a mass service, if Dave gets something, it should be confirmed right here. And I said, that's it. Dave got it. A lot of times, the Spirit is like a, it's like we talked about rivers of living water. Yep. It's like a water pool, and the thing is, if your ears are in tune to hear him, a lot of y'all can get the exact same thing At that we're all time. getting. And you go, that's it. That was what the Lord was trying to do. That's it. You just feel it in your heart. Man, man. So under the new covenant, nothing we say, and this will help people not get taken advantage of. This is going to help you with people who try to manipulate spiritual gifts. Nothing I say should be, if it's concerning your life, it should not be revelation to you. Revelation means that's the first time I heard it, so I guess since you're saying it, then I guess it's right. Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things, and he will bring all things back to you. So if I'm sharing something to you, it will be confirmation of what God has already been dealing with you about. For instance, I talked to many of you throughout the week, and you say, man, when I was at church, it was like you were talking about the very thing that I was dealing with during the week. How did you know? I don't. <laughs> the other side of that is, I'm mad at you. You're talking about me from across the pulpit. I don't even know you. Holy Spirit is talking to you and through you and confirming what's already in you. So for people who have gotten like prophecy words, right? Mm -hmm. I know we don't necessarily talk about that in these things, but sometimes people come up to you, they're super spiritual, right? And they give you a prophecy. Now, some of these prophecies, you got to check. Now, if, it's, if they saying, yeah, I'm your husband or I'm your wife, if you ain't heard that, check that. Hey, okay, I don't know who that is talking to you, but I don't think that was the Lord. Other times, if someone says something to you, but you don't get a uh, check, you just get a, oh, okay, jot those down. 
Because there are, there are sometimes that I talked about a revelation knowledge, revelation of wisdom. The difference is knowledge is what's factual, what's going on in your life right now. So there are some people who will come to you and tell you what exactly you're dealing with right now. You say, how do you know that? It was the Lord. The Lord told them that. But revelation, not, uh, revelation wisdom is um, someone tells you something that hasn't happened to you yet. Yep. And so the, that's the difference. Wisdom is future. Knowledge is now. And so when someone gives you that, I, I, I would get those. I would just jot yeah. those down and say, okay, well, I, don't, I haven't experienced that yet, but if I don't get a check in my heart about that, I'm going to write that down. And like I said, in any words you get, pray about that. What do you want me to do with this, Lord? And sometimes he'll say, shelve it. But there has been times where the prophecies have come forth with Boy, us. I tell you. Things we hadn't ha- had not happened to us yet. But man, oh man, prophecy was right on. We didn't get a check about it. We wrote it down. Prophecy yep. was right on. Yeah, so there are times where prophecy will come forth, and in your mind, you're like, I don't see how this is going to happen. But in your heart, you're like, I'm sensing that I have a peace about it. And, and, and the next thing I want to give you is Colossians chapter 3, and we got to go home, okay? We got to go home. This, is, this is so good because— I, we really want you to begin operating and, 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 and learning how to be in collaboration with the Holy Spirit everywhere you go. This is what transforms every facet of your life, is knowing how to operate with Holy Spirit. Yes. I would not be where I am today had I not listened and followed the peace of God because there were decisions and things the Lord had me to do in my mind that I did not understand at the time. Colossians 3 and 15, and then we're going to go home. Because this is good. We got to go. It says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your heart. The word rule there is similar to be an umpire. So... Not like the refs and the umpires at the Braves game, but the, 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 a ref or an umpire that knows what is out and what is safe. There are things that I hear from people. People, people tell you and people will sell you whatever they yeah. want to sell you. They, they'll, they'll say whatever they want. And the whole time, Holy Spirit going, nope, nope, nope. nope. They lying. Nope. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Not at all. Then there are other times where you're hearing something and your mind is like, I don't quite get this. But in your heart it's going, yep, yep, follow it, follow it, follow it. Peace is what we're to follow. Amen. Stand to your feet, y'all. We're just going to unplug today. It's so much more. Y'all going to have to come on back next week. And we will um, we'll finish Authentic Intelligence.